Section 12 of Gallagher and Other Stories by Richard Harding Davis. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Sydney M. Van Bibber and the Swan Boats. It was very hot in the park, and young Van Bibber, who has a good heart and a great deal more money than good-hearted people generally get, was cross and somnolent. He had told his groom to bring a horse he wanted to try to the 59th Street entrance at 10 o'clock, and the groom had not appeared, hence Van Bibber's crossness. He waited as long as his dignity would allow, and then turned off into a by-lane end, dropped on a bench, and looked gloomily at the Lohengrin swans with the paddle-wheel attachment that circle around the lake. They struck him as the most idiotic inventions he had ever seen, and he pitied, with the pity of a man who contemplates crossing the ocean to be measured for his fall clothes, the people who could find delight in having someone paddle them around an artificial lake. Two little girls from the east side, with a lunch basket and an older girl with her hair down her back, sat down on a bench beside him and gazed at the swans. The place was becoming too popular, and Van Bibber decided to move on. But the bench on which he sat was in the shade, and the asphalt walk leading to the street was in the sun and his cigarette was soothing, so he ignored the near presence of the three little girls and remained where he was. "'I suppose,' said one of the two little girls in a high public school voice, "'there's lots to see from those swan boats that yous can't see from the banks.' "'Oh, lots,' assented the girl with long hair. "'If you walked all round the lake, clear all the way round, you could see all there is to see,' said the third, "'except what there's in the middle where the island is.' "'I guess it's mighty wild on that island.' suggested the youngest. Eddie Case, he took a trip around the lake on a swan boat the other day. He said that it was grand. He said yous could see fishes and ducks and that it looked just as if there were snakes and things on the island. What sort of things? asked the other one in a hushed voice. Well, wild things, explained the elder vaguely. Bears and animals like that that grow in wild places. Van Bibber lit a fresh cigarette and settled himself comfortably and unreservedly to listen. "'Ma, but I'd like to take a trip just once,' said the youngest under her breath. Then she clasped her fingers together and looked up anxiously at the elder girl, who glanced at her with severe reproach. "'Why, Mame,' she said, "'ain't you ashamed? Ain't you having a good time enough without wishing for everything you set your eyes on?' Van Bibber wondered at this why humans should want to ride around on the swans in the first place, and why, if they had such a wild desire, they should not gratify it. Why, it costs more than it costs to come all the way uptown in an open car, added the elder girl, as if in answer to his unspoken question. The younger girl sighed at this, and nodded her head in submission, but blinked longingly at the big swans and the party-colored awning and the red seats. I beg your pardon, said Van Bibber, addressing himself uneasily to the eldest girl with long hair. But if the little girl would like to go around in one of those things, and hasn't brought the change with her, you know, I'm sure I should be very glad if she'd allow me to send her around. Oh, will you? exclaimed the little girl with a jump, and so sharply, and in such a shrill voice, that Van Bibber shuddered. But the elder girl objected. I'm afraid Ma wouldn't like our taking money from anyone we didn't know, she said with dignity. "'but if you're going anyway and want company—' "'Oh, my, no,' said Van Bibber hurriedly. "'He tried to picture himself riding around the lake behind a tin swan "'with three little girls from the east side and a lunch basket. "'Then,' said the head of the trio, "'we can't go.' 
There was such a look of uncomplaining acceptance of this verdict on the part of the two little girls that Van Bibber felt uncomfortable. He looked to the right and to the left, and then said desperately, "'Well, come along.' The young man in a blue flannel shirt who did the paddling smiled at Van Bibber's riding breeches, which were so very loose at one end and so very tight at the other, and at his gloves and crop, but Van Bibber pretended not to care. The three little girls placed the awful lunch basket on the front seat and sat on the middle one, and Van Bibber cowered in the back. They were hushed in silent ecstasy when it started, and gave little gasps of pleasure when it careened slightly in turning. It was shady under the awning, and the motion was pleasant enough, but Van Bibber was so afraid someone would see him that he failed to enjoy it. But as soon as they passed into the narrow straits and were shut in by the bushes and were out of sight of the people, he relaxed and began to play the host. He pointed out the fishes among the rocks at the edges of the pool, and the sparrows and robins bathing and ruffling their feathers in the shallow water, and agreed with them about the possibility of bears, and even tigers, in the wild part of the island, although the glimpse of the gray helmet of a park policeman made such a supposition doubtful. And it really seemed as though they were enjoying it more than he ever enjoyed a trip up the sound on a yacht or across the ocean on a record-breaking steamship. It seemed long enough before they got back to Van Bibber, but his guests were evidently but barely satisfied. Still, all the goodness in his nature would not allow him to go through that ordeal again. He stepped out of the boat eagerly and helped out the girl with long hair as though she had been a princess, and tipped the rude young man who had laughed at him, but who was perspiring now with the work he had done. And then, as he turned to leave the dock, he came face to face with a girl he knew and her brother. Her brother said, "'How are you, Van Bibber? Been taking a trip around the world in eighty minutes?' And added in a low voice, "'Introduce me to your young lady friends from Hester Street.' "'Ah, how are you? Quite a surprise,' gasped Van Bibber, while his late guests stared admiringly at the pretty young lady in the riding habit, and utterly refused to move on. "'Been taking a ride on the lake,' stammered Van Bibber. "'Most exhilarating. Young friends of mine—' These young ladies never rode on lake, so I took them. Did you see me? Oh, yes, we saw you, said her brother dryly, while she only smiled at him, but so kindly and with such perfect understanding that Van Bibber grew red with pleasure and bought three long strings of tickets for the swans at some absurd discount and gave each little girl a string. There, said her brother to the little ladies from Hester Street, now you can take trips for a week without stopping. Don't try to smuggle in any laces, and don't forget to feed the smoking room steward. The girl he knew said they were walking over to the stables, and that he had better go get his other horse and join her, which was to be his reward for taking care of the young ladies. And the three little girls proceeded to use up the yards of tickets so industriously that they were sunburned when they reached the tenement, and went to bed dreaming of a big white swan and a beautiful young gentleman in patent leather riding boots and baggy breeches. End of section 12. Recording by Sydney M.